From the Museum of Science in Boston, this is Pulsar, a podcast where we answer questions from you, our audience. I'm your host, Eric O'Day. Thanks to Facebook Boston for supporting this episode of Pulsar. Recently, we asked what questions you had about color. Here to answer them is one of our fabulous educators, Zoe. Thanks for coming back onto Pulsar. Thank you for having me. Color is one of my favorite things to talk about, so I'm excited. One of the first questions we got is a good place to start. Where do colors come from? Light itself is colored. Really, colors come from light. So if you look at light, if the light has a certain amount of energy, then when it hits our eyes, our brains will interpret that as this light has a certain color. Then if you think about white light, such as the light that we see from the sun, that white light is actually a mixture of a bunch of different colors of light. It's a mixture of all of that light that has a bunch of different energies. Now, most objects in our everyday life aren't giving off their own light. So what is it that makes a red object red? Well, the reason that objects look colored is because that white light is hitting them. Some of the colors in that mixture of white light are getting absorbed by the object, and other colors are getting reflected. Now, the ones that reflected are the ones that get bounced back into our eyes. And then our brain says, aha, this object is red. That leads into another question we got, which is really important from both a fashion and a science perspective. Why is it that sometimes two shades of black don't match each other? Well, like we said, white light is a mixture of all of those different colors. It's a ton of light that's hitting your eyes all at once. Black then is the opposite of that. It's like the absence of light. So if an object looks black, it's because it's absorbing most of the light and not much is actually getting reflected back to your eyes. Now, the blackest of all blacks, paints like Vanta Black or Black 3.0, those can absorb 98 or 99% of all the light that hits them. But most of the black objects that you see around you, like my black clothing, they are not absorbing 99% of the light. They're maybe only absorbing something like 90%, which means there is still 10% of light that's reaching your eyes. And that 10% is why some of those blacks aren't going to match. Some of the black objects are reflecting reddish light, perhaps. Some of them are reflecting just a little bit of yellowish light, some of them bluish. Because they might be reflecting slightly different types of light, they won't actually match. Most of the time, this doesn't matter because if you have something that's absorbing almost all of the light next to something that's reflecting almost all the light, black next to white, it doesn't really matter if the black is slightly red or not. But if you put those two black things next to each other, the contrast becomes much more apparent. So that leads into the next question we got, which is how many shades of a color are there? Is it infinite? Essentially, yes. If you look at those colors and if you think about those wavelengths of light or different amounts of energies, you could say, okay, red is 700 nanometers. Different shades of red could be 749 nanometers, 748 nanometers, 748 and a half nanometers, etc. You could have all these infinite shades of red. And that's just talking about actual wavelengths. If you really think about how we view colors, you can think of them as having different amounts of lightness and darkness. Artists call that value. You can also think about them having different amounts of saturation. In other words, how bright or dull is the color. And you can think about the colors having a certain temperature, which basically means, does the color seem more warm or cold? Does it lean more towards red or blue? 
So if you take all of these different variables into account, you wind up with pretty much an infinite number of shades that can exist. However, our brains don't actually perceive every single one of those infinite shades. We really only perceive a strict number of them. It's still quite a lot. I was reading up on this and people were estimating that it's something like humans can perceive a good 10 million colors. So it's still a lot, but maybe not quite infinite. And our next question is about perhaps the most colorful thing in nature, rainbows. Someone asked, how do they form? Ah, yes, I do love a good rainbow. Rainbows are actually pretty interesting in the way that they're formed. They're not really objects in themselves. They're more like optical illusions that are caused by the way that sunlight hits droplets of water in the air. So this might be rain, hence the name rainbows, but it could also be spray from a waterfall or something. In that case, they're technically called spray bows and so on. You can have fog bows, etc. So what happens is the sunlight hits the water droplet. Basically, it enters the water, bounces off the back of the water droplet, it reflects, and then it exits the droplet again. Essentially, this means that the sunlight has to be behind you while you're looking at a rainbow. Because if the sunlight is behind you, it can hit those water droplets, reflect off the back of the droplet, and come back to your eyes. So if you're looking for a rainbow, you should put the sun behind you. Right. Now, the reason that we see all of those colors is because when the light enters and exits the water droplet, it does what we call refraction, which basically means that when light enters a different medium, it will bend. The different colors, the different energies of light, they bend different amounts. So like the red light bends a little bit, the blue light bends a lot, that kind of thing. And that causes the colors to spread out. So with that kind of double refraction that happens, refracts when the light enters the water droplet and when it exits, you get that really nice spread of light, which causes us to see the rainbow. So what about double rainbows? You don't see those as often. Why are they more rare? What's going on to make a double rainbow? So double rainbows are really just the same phenomenon. Technically, every rainbow has a double rainbow because every time that light enters that water droplet and reflects and then exits again, some of the light is going to get reflected again. And that means that there's another set of refraction when it exits, and basically it leads to another rainbow in a slightly different part of the sky. So if this always happens, if this physical process is the same all the time, why do we only see them rarely? It's because that extra amount of reflected light, it's not really a lot of light. It's going to be a lot dimmer. So you need really good viewing conditions in order to actually see that second rainbow. It's just not as bright as the first one. So whenever we see a rainbow, we should always look for the double rainbow because it is always there and we might be able to see it. Yes, and if you get really lucky, if the viewing conditions are very good, you might even see a triple rainbow because that reflection can continue happening over and over and over again. It just gets dimmer and dimmer every time. And while we're talking about rainbows, we have one more question on them, which is actually the first question we ever got for this podcast. Marianne asked, are there really only seven colors in the rainbow? It seems arbitrary. How many are there really? I'm so glad that someone asked this. This is actually one of my favorite fun facts about color. Rainbow itself is continuous. It's just that span of wavelengths of light everywhere from something like 
700 nanometers to 450. At least those are the parts that our eyes can register. Why did we end up with seven specific colors in the rainbow if the rainbow is actually just one continuous spectrum? That is because of good old Isaac Newton. Now, about 350 years ago, Newton was doing some experiments where he was using prisms to break white light up into a rainbow. When he looked at those colors, he decided that there were certain bands of colors. Originally, he labeled five bands, red, yellow, green, blue, and violet. However, he added two more, orange and indigo. And the reason he did this is because he specifically wanted seven colors. This is because it would match the seven notes of the musical scale. And the reason he wanted them to match is actually based on ancient Greek philosophy, where uh, certain ancient Greeks thought that seven was a sacred number. So all of that is why we have that traditional seven color rainbow. It's because of Isaac Newton and the ancient Greeks. Well, that's all the questions we had for today. Zoe, thank you so much for giving us all these answers about color. Yes. Thank you so much for asking them. Happy to be here. If you'd like to have one of your questions answered by a visiting expert or a Museum of Science educator, you can email them to sciencequestions at mos.org. If you enjoyed this episode of Pulsar, don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or on Spotify, as well as leaving a rating or review for us. That's it for this episode of Pulsar. Join us again soon. <laughs>